Hey family, how y'all doing? What's up, what's up? Um, oh my goodness, I am so sorry that I haven't been up in here in a while. It's been such a crazy couple of months, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. There has barely been time to sit and, and, and just say something, you know? Forgive me, but I, I will try to be more consistent. And oh my goodness, can you believe that we already... We're already at the end of the year. It's crazy because 2021 just started the other day and all of a sudden we are going on to 2022. I cannot believe how the months have flown by. But I'm so grateful to be alive. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to be healthy because the last... It feels like it, we've been through a five-year pandemic and I know that it's been less than two years but it's been the longest, longest period and it's been crazy so every day I'm just grateful to be alive. And today I just thought about a story in the Bible. Something just came up. I came across something and I remember that story. And I thought I'd just quickly jump in here and talk to somebody and give somebody a word. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Let me stop being silly. So, um, I've always said that I love stories. I love stories and I love stories from the Old Testament. I'm telling you the Old Testament is just like... It's it's a whole <laughs> telemundo up in there. There's so many crazy, crazy things that go on in there. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I live for the drama. I love it. So I I remember the story of um, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth was uh, Jonathan's son. And Jonathan was Saul's son. And if you haven't been... If you have never come across this story before... Maybe you can check it out. It's in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 9. The whole chapter, actually. It's quite short. It's just, what, 13 verses? It's a very interesting story. Very interesting. You should check it out. So anyway, so Mephibosheth was Jonathan's son. And Jonathan was David's best friend. So generally, Jonathan was a prince because Saul was his father and Saul was the king. So we all know, and if you don't know, go and read <laughs> So Saul was, um, Saul really didn't like David. He hated David with a passion. And because he knew at the back of his mind, he knew David was one day going to overthrow him and he was going to get his kingdom. And I guess at the back of his mind, I would be as well. He was very insecure and I don't blame him. I would be insecure as well. But anyway, the drama continued. And finally, Saul was defeated and he was killed. And Jonathan was killed the same day. It's quite sad, actually. And so... As the, war, as the war continued, Mephibosheth, who was Jonathan's son, was actually a baby at the time. And so when they were in the palace and news came back that the dad and the granddad were dead and they were probably, and guys were coming to kill them as well because you know how it goes. Um, so Mephibosheth had a nanny and so this nanny carried him, put him on a horse and was trying to escape with him. But unfortunately, Mephibosheth fell from the horse and he fell and he broke his legs and the nanny managed to pick him up and take him home with her. And of course, his legs were not set properly because now he had come from the palace from all, you know, all the riches and all the glory that come with being the grandson of a prince. And now he was now a peasant. He was a pauper. 
and he was living with his nanny he had nothing to his name and he was still a baby so i'm i'm guessing the nanny tried to set his feet back but he his legs and his feet but he she didn't do it properly and so mephibosheth became a cripple and mephibosheth was the only surviving member of Saul's family and so the nanny hid him and as as david went to the palace and took up his place as the next king i'm assuming a few years passed and so before jonathan has shown so much kindness to david because david was a pauper before he was just a shepherd boy he wasn't rich he was just mchungaji wakondo so you can imagine he wasn't exactly well to do and so david wakes up one day and he remembers that he had promised to show Jonathan kindness in any way that he could and so he calls there was this guy who was a servant before in Saul's um palace and he was now a servant in David's palace so he calls the guy his name is Ziba and then's like Ziba is there anyone that is remaining from Saul's family that I can show kindness to so uh, Ziba mentions that Jonathan's son is still alive but he's a cripple. And I've always wondered why he said it like that. He's a cripple even before he said anything else. The first thing he said was a cripple anyway. That's just me my wondering thoughts. So David of course akachukua usukani akamwambia mwenziwe Ziba aende akalete Mephibosheth to the palace so that um he can see what he can do for him. And what really brings me down is that immediately Mephibosheth came to see David. And David was so kind to him and David said, "I promised your father that I would show you kindness and I'm going to give you back everything that your father and I'm going to give you back." Actually what he said was, "I will be kind to you for the sake of your father Jonathan." I will give you back all the land that belonged to your grandfather Saul and you will always be welcome at my table. And y'all, do you know what Mephibosheth said? He bowed down and said I am no better than a dead dog and why so why should you be so good to me? You know that bothers me because who talks like that? Why would you call yourself a dead dog? So After that David called Ziba the servant and said and told him what had transpired and said uh, I'm giving Mephibosheth your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family you and your sons and your servants will farm the land for your master Saul's family and bring in the harvest to provide food for them but Mephibosheth himself will always be a guest at my table and of course Ziba had no choice but to obey the king and so he said I will do everything that your majesty commands. And so, ladies and gentlemen, would you believe that Mephibosheth lived the rest of his life at the king's table? He ate from the king's table, he lived in the palace, and that is how he was redeemed, that is how he was restored. And it got me thinking. There are days when God remembers you and he brings people into your life to restore you. But your self-esteem is probably so low, so low, lower than my lowest flats that you don't even think of yourself as God's favorite you don't even think of yourself as someone who needs to be restored someone who re- needs to be redeemed and you see yourself as 
you're probably seeing yourself as that unmarried single mother or single father you're probably seeing yourself as that jobless person you're probably seeing yourself as that sick person you're not seeing yourself as god sees you and it is so funny that sometimes we need like a total reset so that we can start seeing ourselves ourselves the way God sees us. I hope I'm making sense. And I feel like, especially after the pandemic, because a lot of lives have been turned upside down. There have been a lot of losses. There have been a lot of losses, not just like financially, but there have been a lot of losses in terms of life, in terms of relationships, too many losses. And there are people who have lost hope in life. They've lost hope in their dreams they've lost they've just totally lost hope and probably god has been trying to restore you god has been trying to bring people into your life to do amazing things for you but you're turning down help you're turning down open doors because you're looking at yourself like mephibosheth saw himself like a dead dog or even worse than that and i'm just here to remind you that you're fearfully and wonderfully made you are beautiful you are you is beautiful you is smart you is kind <laughs> and god loves you just the way you are and he's trying to restore you he's probably trying to open doors for you but you're seeing yourself as that person who has lost so much in life imagine it is time to get up dust yourself off and see yourself the way god sees you he's trying to do a new thing in you and it is time for you to stop looking at the past and look at the future and see what God has for you. I don't know who you are. And the whole day I just felt strongly that I had to come up in here and say this. And I hope whoever you are that you whoever you are, you who needed to hear this, I hope it gets to you. And I hope you accept the help that God has for you and I hope you accept the restoration and redemption that God has for you. All you need to do is just be open to what he is doing. And imagine you have to remember that his plans for you are always good. They're not for evil. They're always good to give you a future and to give you hope. And so as we come to the end of the year, I believe that you will finish strong. I believe that the end of the year will that the end of the year will bring praise to your mouth, that you will be happy, that you will have peace, and that you will walk into 2023 with peace in your heart, with open doors. With just amazing things will happen to you. I hope that you accept it and I hope that you receive it and that you start seeing yourself the way God sees you. As it is late, I need to go to bed. Tomorrow is another day. I hope I've encouraged someone and I promise to be more consistent in the future. And so I love y'all. I'm always grateful for everyone who listens in and for the feedback. You guys rock. You're y'all are amazing. And so good night and have a great week. Remember, God loves you. Kisses. I'm out. Deuces.